0: All right, let's do this, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode, man, of Real Talk Radio presents the Shark Tank. That's right. I'm one of your hosts, man, Elgin Bailey, a.k.a. Big L. I have some of my great friends, my brothers, on the line with me today. Go ahead and briefly introduce yourself, man. And listen, man, no sermons today, man. <laughs> no sermons today, Nate Alright, bro. Oh boy, oh boy what? Right. How you gonna sing with me out it, it, well, yeah, Easy, no sermons, bro. <laughs> How you gonna sing with me out, cuz?
1: <laughs> there you go There you, there you go
0: go. <laughs> Nate, go ahead and introduce yourself, man So we can get the show started Yo, what this
1: is, is
2: Nathan me, on the- It's Nathan What up Alright On the other side of the microphone, it's your boy Rob over here. What's good with you?
3: Coming live from the Berg, this is Leonard. All right.
2: Chi-Town Kid Noah.
0: That's what's up, man. We got the homie Noah in the building with us. That's what's up. We got Noah on. That's what's up. We got a ton of dope-ass topics to get into today, man. It's been a lot happening in the world since the last time we came to you. Folks is fighting over reparations. White folks is mad about Ariel. <laughs> the agency jumped off. It's it's so much to go. You no, know, it's nuts right now, and I'm hyped about all these topics. But the one that I think we should spend a little bit of time on first, man. Let's talk about reparations, family. Let's go. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> cut the check. <laughs> It's been a lot of talk about it here lately, man. It is uh, recently they had the Senate Judiciary uh, where a lot of prominent black folks came to the Hill and they had discussions about reparations, uh, explaining the need for reparations. So it's been a lot of talk. A lot of uh, the Democratic presidential candidates are hopping on the reparations bandwagon. So it's a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff to talk about. First question I want to ask, though, is: Do y'all think we should be getting reparations? Where do y'all stand on a reparation idea, anyway?
1: Oh, I absolutely believe we should be getting reparations. Absolutely. Like go into. It. What, what do you Why? think? <laughs> well, anyway, what you asked is: Do you believe we should get it? Yeah. I mean, I was asking you a question. But I, I believe it's this was over because what America has done to slaves and then the descendants of those slaves through the years, and they've, they've never uh, compensated slaves nor descendants of slaves. In fact, instead of compensating, they've, if I can even make this word up, decompensated us through mm-hmm. uh, uh, like redlining, Jim Crow laws, all this stuff. Like we couldn't get stuff that white Americans were getting. So we couldn't get it. Mm. So, I mean, y'all understand what I'm saying about decompensating. Yeah. They yeah. can mm-hmm. take it away from us. Yeah, yeah, don't okay. place us in this place. So we are owed that. You know, if they can give the white slave owners reparations, if they can give them $700 per slave, don't, don't quote me on that number, but they can give them money per slave, but they can't give the slaves anything not even a
0: 48 and then a mute. That's why I believe we're old. Okay, okay. Anybody else? Y'all just share your thoughts, man. I'm interested to hear where everybody stands on this topic.
3: Yeah, I believe that we, we need reparations. Um, I go as far back as not only do the United States need to give us reparations, but the United Kingdom needs to give us reparations. All right. But um, besides that, what the reparations entail for me, I see it as a hold on, hold, on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Don't do that just yet. Don't, All right. Don't, don't say what you think it should look like. All right. Just give us, what you, you know what I mean? Gotcha, just gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 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 Like. <laughs> Man,
3: take it back to the United Kingdom. For real, for real. Because 300 years of it was through them. You know what I'm saying? We, They owe us, too. And we just stuck on this country. Nah, we need to get it all out for every last cent. That's where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I'm
2: I'm on board with it too, man. Because of of things uh, like you know systemic uh, oppression, for lack of a better term, um, that is that is going on throughout the years since the transatlantic slave trade and uh, since slavery was uh, abolished in in america um there have been like institutionalized and and systemic uh uh you know oppression and 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 things that have held us down um and and, you know that we can argue about that all day long because some people would be like well no we have the same opportunities yada 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 yeah and um all that's cool and all that but again there have been some systemic uh forms of oppression that have held people down since in the years since and leading up to to right now i mean nathan brought up something really interesting and it was it, you know redlining is a prominent example and that's just one example but um so I believe in, in, in it, it, even if it's not in the form of a check, and I know you don't really want to get into that right now, L, but I mean, uh, just wipe out, just acknowledge a lot of that stuff and wipe it out. We can get into it later, man. But yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what you think, bro?
4: Yeah. Um, of course I'm for reparations at any point. Cause I mean, if this country truly wishes to be fair, which we know it's not it's black people, um, They've already paid off the Japanese, they paid off um, the Chinese for the internment council. They put them in. Uh, Germany is still paying the Jews right now. And uh, of course, America was a big catalyst in letting or making the Germans pay the Jews for the Holocaust. So if they don't want to repair, which is uh, the key word in reparations, what they've done unto black people and Mm -hmm. the descendants of black people in this country, then it's all for bullshit. You know, excuse my French, but that's literally what it is. You're telling us and forcing us to believe that everything that we've been through to make this country as rich as it is right now was just on our backs, and pretty much we can let that go, y'all, saw I'm over that. But nah, give give us us free, pretty much, and that means um, well, it could mean uh, in a in a monetary value, could mean in anything. And I know we don't want to go that deep as of yet, but it has to be at this point because if right. after slavery you've taken everything from us to keep us right where we were and generations of pockets of people across this country like that, and in other countries uh, to um, Leo's point, uh, because they did it in in, uh, Jamaica with the uh, the United Kingdom on them. Uh, So, I mean, we can go to the Caribbean too, all up and down the coast of the North and South Americas and the Caribbean, y'all owe us.
0: I am one who strongly believes in the idea of reparations. Uh, I think it's crucial. I think it's crucial on a number of fronts. The big front that I think is crucial for us to get the check is to provide us an opportunity to actually get in the game, uh, to participate in America's free enterprise. Uh, If you know anything about where we are financially as a group, you realize that we truly do not have money. We are far broker than we want to proclaim or often portray. We don't have money, man. And reparations would give us an opportunity to do what white folks have wanted us to do in so many instances is to be self-sufficient. Part of the reason that we're not able to be self-sufficient is broke folk can't be self-sufficient it's just it's not the way it works but this conversation is gaining more and more traction and with the discussion we're noticing more and more people uh throwing their two cents in there but some of the big questions that are coming up that we touched on that we should discuss real quick is what does reparations look like what should it look like because some people believe it should be land some people believe that it should be all of our student loans mm-hmm. uh, wiped out. Some people believe that it should just be cut the check, which would allow people to do whatever the hell they wanted to do with their money. That's what usually happens when you get your paycheck anyway. There's no stipulations on what you have to do with your paycheck. You have bills, but that doesn't mean that you have to pay your bills. It's a choice. There's a number of things that are gone along with it. But outside of what it should look like, the next part I want us to discuss after that is, do we think it's going to happen? Mm. So it's a two-part question. What do we think it should look like, and do we think it's going to happen? One of y'all take it.
3: What you think, Lane? Go ahead. All right. Now, what I, what I see within reparations, I know everyone is stuck on the cut to check thing, and that's cool. And I'm not against that at all, um, but I look at it as a holistic situation. Uh, we, as an African American community, uh, we are by far the sickest community, and I believe that reparations should include, you know, healthcare. It only help not only just healthcare of just you know insurance, but um, healthcare as in you know. Um, how we, you know, environmental sh- stuff with it, uh, like where, where we get our water, you know, where we get our food and other, and other you know, and, and things such as, you know, like, uh, I don't know how to say it, but stress is a leading contributor to all this stuff. And a lot of our stress comes from racism. Um and dealing with um ways of handling stress type of stuff should be in, should be a part of that compensation as well. Um some other things. Uh we know about the redlining and we know about um you know all the you know economic problems. Uh there are ways to fix that, and you know, eliminating debt would be one. Also um also Creating opportunities for for people, uh, you know, to be able to, you know, start businesses without mm-hmm. restrictions, to buy homes without restrictions. Uh, that that's 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 another thing. And and I'm gonna, I'm trying to get this this get all this stuff out, you know, quickly. Things like that was stolen from us, like intellectual property, mm-hmm. that a lot of folk don't think about, but um, you know, there are there are there are like not only just music, art, architecture, there's a whole lot of stuff that black folk, the inventions that black folk scientific, scientific discoveries that black folk did, that did not get properly compensated for that. And how and, and, and we don't think about it in that, you know, in these terms as well. But, you know, I'm saying if we're going to get it all. Let's get every last cent that's owed and 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 look forward to that. Now, do I think it's gonna happen? Hell no. You know? (laughs) Because unlike 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 Elgin who said, you know, Elgin, you said a few minutes ago that white folk want us to be self-sufficient. No, I don't believe that at all. I believe white folk want us dependent on them because it helps to build white supremacy. Because if we if we if we're Free from them, totally free from them, and have no need for them. They're not supr- su- not supreme. So until white supremacy is actually dealt with, yeah, they they don't want us self sufficient. But go ahead and I'll I, that- yeah, that was
0: that was, was tongue in cheek though. Know. You know they don't want to be self sufficient. Rob, what do you think, bro?
2: As far as as far as what how it's how it should look or the, the, the two questions how it should look. And do you think we're gonna get it? Well, shut up. Um, <laughs> pay attention to that. Um how it should look, man. I mean, like I said, if it, if it's if it's not <clears throat> actually in the form of a check, man, because I mean, oh Lord, we could we could debate this too and argue about this, man, but I mean, what are we gonna do if we just get like checks just dropped in our lap? You know what I'm saying? That that's we have to consider that, man. Um but I mean, like education, you know, free education, I mean, healthcare, uh, a lot of that stuff um, I think would, would, would benefit us greatly. Um, also, uh, like I said, free education, healthcare, I mean, financial, um, you know, like, uh, you know, schooling for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? Uh, just setting people up, you know, families and 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 individuals up for long-term success, man. Um, without any type of monetary uh, responsibility towards that, I think would help out a lot, man. And and um, and again, we touched on the the small businesses, you know, starting the uh, businesses and helping out entrepreneurs um, with you know no financial responsibility uh, towards that. I think that would would help out a lot. Are we going to get all of those things? My uh, optimism is not that bright when it comes to uh, whether or not we're going to get it. I'm not going to even lie. So um, I'm not too uh, too sure about that, man. Yeah.
1: Off, off rip, I'm gonna say we ain't getting it. Off rip, I'm gonna say it ain't gonna happen. Um, Things I think that how it should look, and it's a plethora of things, that, like what Rob said, you know, it's set up for long-term uh, success. Um, like, Because uh, y'all had some great points, and I'm just going to reiterate some of them. Healthcare, mm-hmm. um, education, um, right. not just in school, but other types of education, like financial right. education, that type of stuff, financial literacy. Um, let, let's take care of some of the living conditions. Y'all doing all this gentrification how about y'all just gentrify some of the hoods, clean up some of the hood, get some new houses and let the residents stay there. Let them stay there. You know, don't just put up these brand new uh, buildings and then just kick them out and let the rich people live here. No, clean up the ne-
2: Lost you.
0: No, okay. Noah, what you think, bro?
4: Yeah, um... So how it should look there, I've been pretty much racking my brain as to uh, a, a true solution for it, but it stems off uh definitely what leo and and Rob just said, but some 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 other points that can be added to that is can we get some of these brothers and sisters out of jail who petty offenses uh, yes. that are way under yes. um, right and put them back into society the with the setup of what Rob said with education <laughs> financial literacy so that we can Invest, invest in them, and then they can invest in their kids, and they can invest in their futures. Um, defund these prisons. Are holding upwards of eighty percent of Black people. You know, let that money come back and fall into us as a check, as a, as compensation. Um, it's for those who aren't in jail, but those who come out, let that be a little bit of compensation for them instead of taking the uh, as that uh, that we've always put into the system uh, that we've been in, in this system for uh, since you know we've supposedly been. Um, yeah, I, I definitely do like the vein of let college be free for us. Let let healthcare be free for us. Let there be no risk in any of that. Um, and that way you don't have to break a check. We can just have these facilities so that we can heal mentally. A lot of us, our are, are depression are stuck in cycles um, of the bipolarism because we, we feel the shame of uh, racism every day while we're living. It's still here and nothing repairs that. But we, if we can get that kind of that inkling of talking to somebody in a field for psychology and, and um, we'll be better in uh, total, total uh, all over again uh, for generations. Um, but no, no, obviously it won't. Uh, we can't get white people to even agree that they have to repair something internally in this country altogether. They keep pushing the cards that, you know, those are our ancestors. They had nothing to do with us. Yes, but the slaves are our ancestors and it had everything to do with us. But, you know, how can we get them to see something that they don't want to acknowledge on the local governmental level, on the higher governmental level, um, uh, just across the board, unless... And even in some cases, if you are white people in your family, they don't agree. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to get a country that did you horribly wrong and still does you horribly wrong to agree that this should go on. But yeah, they can, America as it is, can still pay uh, into Israel whatever they want to give Israel as far as money. We can still mm. pay for the troops to go out and do what they do. And I loud. get it. You're going
3: to get us in trouble, man. Hey,
4: but yeah, but it's true. You know, if we got money to to tally for them, why don't we got money to tally for us?
3: Now we anti oh, right. See, no, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. now I'm
1: going to
0: what was the last thing y'all heard me say? Nothing. You, you, you got a chance. You got a chance to finish your thought, man. Uh-oh. I don't know.
1: what the last thing I yeah. heard. Did y'all hear me talk yeah. about the housing and stuff like that?
4: Yeah. Financial literacy. The last thing you was talking yeah. about.
0: Yeah, yeah bro. We, we we got you, homie. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, for me, man. For me, uh, reparations looks like financial compensation. I am. Um, purely and solely on some cut-the-check type stuff. Uh, And the reason why I am more on the lines of a sole financial aspect of it is because when I look at the healthcare and the holistic and the, the college and all those type of things, that makes reparations seem even more realistic. I mean, unrealistic. It just means, it seems to be, makes it even more far off and more hard to grasp because in order for some of those other things to take place, literally white people would have to be non-existent. White people would literally have to step out of all of those areas of power and then sign us a check for us to be able to make it in, in all of those areas where we're struggling at. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a real difficult concept for me to grasp, and I'm one who do not believe that reparations will take place. As much as I support the the, the the idea of it, support the movement. I just don't think it's going to take place. I've never, in my study of history, seen a group that is in power, that has the majority of the power, yeah. give up some of their power exactly. to a group that they have made all of their power off of in order for that group to be equal footing with them. Mm. It just, it, from a white power standpoint, It's an illogical concept for me to even contemplate that white folks who have the bulk of the power in this country who are the dominant majority in that 1% are going to somehow cut us a check in order for us to be on the same level or close to where they are. And I don't think we as a people have the the power collectively to force them to do that. Mm -hmm. It's a struggle for me to envision it taking place. And again, I applaud the the movement. I applaud the people who are in the forefront. Uh, It's a group that is leading the way right now. Uh, They call themselves the ABLS movement, which stands for American Descendants of Slaves. Uh, They are pushing the narrative of reparations out there in front. You got your Vet Cornell and Antonio Moore and a host of other people who are pushing the the reparations narrative out there and their thing is lineage mm-hmm. matters. So the key about the lineage aspect is that's who answers the question on who would get reparations. Mm-hmm. Because we know that all the black people in this country are not descendants of slaves here. We have a lot of black people who are immigrants. Uh, so the ADOS movement put it forth that the people who would get reparations would be the people who would be able to prove that they are descendants of slaves. Right. Because one of the chief arguments against reparations from those who oppose it is, who's going to get it? How are you going to decide who gets reparations? And the ABLS movement counter to that is, okay, those people who are descendants of slaves deserve reparations. If the slaves are the ones who built this country, they are the ones who should get reparations. Right. And that leads, that has led to a ton of fights and a ton of debates from <laughs> some of the people in the Pan-African movement, some other black nationalists who are arguing this concept. That's a chief argument against reparations. My stance on it is it's not going to happen. I just don't think white folks who have the bulk of the power in this country are going to ever cut black folks to check when they use us to make checks for them. Mm-hmm. I just can't mm-hmm. see it, man. Anybody got some thoughts on
4: that? Yeah, I think that's 1,000% true. That, yeah. um, that's where the racism boils back over because it looks like a handout to them. No matter what we say, no matter how many organizations we try to uplift mm-hmm. into the reparations, you know, that's a hate that. Look, we giving y'all this. Look, we, And that's going to stay on that vein because, of, again, like you and Leo just uh, so eloquently put, white supremacy needs us. It needs us to keep feeding them And at the same time on the opposite side of it, it needs them to keep saying that we're not doing our best that we'll never make it into their clubs. We'll never, we can never be with their women. We can never be with their men and stuff like that. It, 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 it keeps infuriating us because we know we don't want it, but the more they, the more we say we don't want it, not not reparations, just we don't want white supremacy the more they need it in order to say how. So it's that conundrum. That uh that coexist in that, but yeah we we I mean white people are brilliant in how they sculpt it, and how really. they try to uh downplay reparations and try to how to how they keep saying that it yeah it's a handout
3: the more right. y'all act
4: a handout the more y'all will never be accepted it's a never ending cycle
1: yeah so let me ask y'all this what are some of the arguments against reparations that you guys are hearing from white people elgin already hit on you know some of the you know pan-africans and all these guys what are some of the arguments against it that you are hearing from white people
3: well to white people about this shit well just
2: well, (laughs) well just recently um there was a congressional there was a congressional hearing on reparations and uh danny glover was there and uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates were there, and they were they were kind of you know at the forefront speaking there. And to 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 that point, and to some points that Elgin was making a few minutes ago, you had Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Asshole. who, actu- yeah, who actually who right actually said, there. "I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us are currently living are responsible is a good idea." Oh, that's man. what he said again
0: he did he, he actually quoted God. and said God. out of his mouth that President Barack well, Obama God. the first black president was Reparations. black people Reparations. Yep. wow he wow. said that. That, that that is verbatim out of his mouth and I don't want to cut you off Rob no no
2: no no I mean nah I mean wow I didn't even know he said that. That that's that's news yeah. to me, man. Damn, that's damn. Wow. So I mean, so to your point, <laughs> Now, to your point. That's that's kind of like uh, he. So you might as well say Mitch McConnell's ass is at the forefront. Pause of um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, that's applause that motherfucker. <laughs> He might be at the forefront of of, of white people's, like, uh, thinking and, and mindset on reparations. Like, he's speaking a, a, of what a lot of white people are thinking. And, you know, uh, like you guys said, uh, like Noah was talking about, it, it, it's like, it seems like it's a handout, you know, like we're asking for, like, handout welfare and yada, yada, yada. And then that's when you're going to start uh, getting into a lot of your... Uh, you know, super conservative, white uh, establishment talking points about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Black people like that too. It's a lot of black people that the same stuff. I know. I know. A exactly. lot of
3: black people. Exactly. If we actually understood what was going on in our government, a lot of stuff that goes on is nothing but handouts. But go ahead and continue. Yep. Yeah. I mean, these tax they, breaks, they call it tax. Call it exactly. Tax. Saying, they call it tax breaks. That's a handout.
0: <laughs>
1: Exactly. So subsidies to farmers. So subsidies
0: and farmers. to farmers. Yep. To get back to what Nathan said though, that the key the piggyback off of what Rob said, one of the things that we notice in the political realm right now that the Democrats who are at the forefront in the media because they're getting ready to fight against Trump. That's the, the narrative. So you have all these Democrats who are coming out and in some ways giving their reparations ideas, you know. Uh, the Harris is saying one thing, Warren's saying another, but you have this one prominent white Republican in Mitch McConnell come out and say that. It's going to be incredibly interesting to see what white Republicans begin to say about the reparations argument. I'm really fascinated to see where they think they stand. I already think I know where they're going to stand. I think they're going to be wholeheartedly against it, of course, but I'm interested to see nonetheless. Because what is ultimately going to force Black people who don't understand the nuances of governments to do is to fall on the we gotta vote Democratic mm-hmm. party. <laughs> I'm not even, gonna, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. It's already going to be we gotta vote Democrats, gotta vote Democrats, gotta vote. It's just some of the arguments outside of the ones that Rob mentioned was the fact of piggyback on what Rob said, actually, is the chief one that I hear is I didn't own slaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is the one that I hear constantly from white people. I didn't own slaves, nor did my grandparents own slaves. Now, to kill that narrative is easy. We're not talking about ownership. We're talking about white people Mm -hmm. who benefited from slavery. It's the difference there. The distinction has to be clear. We're not talking about white people who exclusively own slaves. We're talking about whites who have benefited from slavery, yep. and all yeah. white people, whether they're your allies or your lovers, have benefited. And they don't
2: from understand slavery. that, man. They, they it's it's like they're you know pe- people. I mean, we understand. We all understand English. Here. We're all educated. You know, we're all intelligent. But their capacity for logic cuts off immediately when you get to that point. It's like, how do you not understand? that no we're not saying it's because whether or not you or your family own slaves, but you might not have owned your your family might not have owned slaves. You of course you might not have owned slaves, but you are benefiting from that system. So I mean I don't understand what's so hard to understand about that. I don't get it.
0: Well, in order to actually for them to acknowledge that. Go ahead, LL. I'll let you chime in. Go ahead, bro.
4: No, I was going to say for them to keep saying ignorance is what keeps them in power. They can keep passing the buck.
0: Yeah.
4: You don't have to tell the truth. Telling the mm-hmm. truth would mean that my power falls over. They're not They're not that uh, big of fools. They're not going to do that. They want to keep that uh, same mentality going. So, therefore, they're going to lie, cheat, and steal about it. Mm-hmm. We we will never, and and I know we know that, we will never be uh, with these cats. We're not going to be on the same equal playing field. So reparations, again, to them as a handout, to them as a cop-out, to them it's like, saying my ancestors, and it will be true because there are a lot of white immigrants in, in this country as well. White immigrants, the first thing they get mm-hmm. is the privilege of being white. But yeah. um, what they also get with their privilege of being white is a handout. They get, you know, more uh, loans. Put up in better um, suburbs, they get put up in in, in, in better uh, cars than we do. If, if our immigrants came here from Africa, uh, African immigrants have to be almost perfect, but they're still black when they come here, so they're still against the law. But they don't look at that uh, as as something that happens in this country as well. White immigrants and uh, the many of them, no matter what country they come from, are all automatically white. That gives you privilege. So on on the past system of other white people's uh, ancestors have in place you're still benefiting even as immigrants and therefore you because you come in and you get everything handed to you we've been here for so long and nothing is handed to us we automatically have to work for it and we still aren't good enough wow
0: i think mm-hmm. we underestimate or a lot of people whites and blacks underestimate the power of whiteness They just understand, they they do not understand the power that comes with just being a white person. We talk about white privilege in so many different ways, but white people, nine times out of 10, are never going to go against whiteness Mm -hmm. because they either consciously or subconsciously understand the power that comes with white solidarity that means standing with other whites. They're not going to vote against their best interests. And unfortunately, black folks in many instances are the only group in this country who tend to fall in that trap of voting against their own interests. And it's not because we're unintelligent, it's not because we don't know the game, it's mainly because we're pulled in so many damn different directions. We're attacked in so many different areas in so many different ways that we are constantly fighting, man. But to, to wrap up this reparations conversation, man, because we're not done talking about white folks, we all agree <laughs> <laughs> that there should be reparations, <laughs> that reparations should take place. Yeah, It's a, a must to take place, and we're in agreement also unanimously that it will not happen.
4: Yes. Yeah.
0: But let's talk about how white folks... We have been almost drowning in white tears all damn (laughs) week.
2: Uh oh, here we go.
0: (laughs) This week, Disney, I'm gonna tell you, man, Disney is, woo, Disney is smooth, man. Disney is smooth, man. Ever since they have capitalized on the success of Black Panther with Black Folks last, when it came out, Disney has been very, very instrumental in. Maintaining a black mm-hmm. audience, and it's a couple of ways they've done it. And, and one of the ways we did they did it was Black Panther, and how they, man, black folks gravitated and embraced Black Panther in ways that I have never seen them embrace another movie before in my life. Mm-hmm. They capitalize on that, and they've been doing well with it. I love the representation of Black Panther. uh We can go into that mm-hmm. another time but then they capitalized in another subtle way that can't be overlooked by giving. If you haven't seen Endgame by now, (laughs) you should have seen it already. Uh, (laughs) At the end end of Endgame, there was a choice. Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, came back from time. He was all happy. He got some. You know what I mean? Got laid a couple times. He was cool. He finally got his boo thing. He had a choice to make between Bucky and falcon on who would be the next captain america who he would pass the shield on to right now in the comic book we can talk about the comic all day long we all got to acknowledge at some point in time that bucky had the shield long before falcon had the shield right. in the comic but that's neither here nor there they specifically made sure they made a big deal about falcon getting the shield and becoming the next Captain America. Intentionally. Intentionally because Mm -hmm. now, Bucky and Captain America, a.k.a. Falcon, are going to be a stable on Disney's new streaming service is coming. One of the titles on the streaming service is Captain America and Bucky. That Captain America is going to be, who? Falcon. So now we... Sam Wilson. So now they're going to continue to have what? A Black audience because Black folks love representation. We need representation on movies and media. That's no big deal. But then Disney decided to do something even more brazen where they can sit back and just say, yo, we're going to let them fight over this. But we're going to make this move anyway. Little Mary, Little Mermaid, Ariel, Ray-headed white chick in the movies and all the books and all the other media, Disney decided to say, you know what? We should make Ariel, this redheaded, pale, <laughs> white mermaid,
1: mm-hmm. a black
0: girl. And the man, internet has exploded. <laughs> the,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the internet has gone eight shit over this. White tears have been all over the place. White folks are angry about a black girl. Being Ariel, Little Mermaid. Some of y'all thoughts, man. Some of the shit that y'all see. Hey,
3: on real quick. Hey, can yeah. y'all hear me? Because I, yeah. I got disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but um, you don't don't forget, don't forget. Disney also has the Star Wars franchise, and in the last, mm-hmm. you know, the last movies, the first. Remember, the, you know, white folk was going ape shit over black dude be in a, in a prominent role in uh, in the reboots of those Star Wars mm-hmm. movies, too. But we could go ahead on and get back to uh, Ariel now. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, but we were talking about she it. A
0: what are some of the things y'all seen, man? She what a damn fish. <laughs> <laughs> he said she a fish. Speaker, she a right?
2: damn fish. Do, <laughs> do you have us a speaker, bro? <laughs> Sound <laughs> like you got us a speaker. Bro, listen.
0: But yeah. She's not a she's a mermaid. There's a difference. But part. I I get his point. I get his point. <laughs> I, I, I get I mean, yeah. Yeah. She, she's she's
2: she's yeah. not real. She is uh <laughs> what was that <laughs> anyway yeah.
0: she's yeah. a yeah, some she's a part.
2: fictional character and what's the damn problem? Like really what's the problem?
1: The funniest main. Which they was like, y'all keep complaining, we're going to fuck around and make He-Man black. (laughs) I know y'all seen that one.
2: Had a picture of Terry Crews.
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious, man.
1: But I think
4: this this stands uh, to the test of time that, of course, when Disney first came out, all they were pumping people as white characters on white backgrounds, white sanded beaches, white knights, white heroism, uh, and they played that theme well for 60 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, white people feel that they're losing their, their childhood characters, their, their childhood influencers. <laughs> but I like what I don't get about the whole situation is some white people have science background on it like, yo, how in the hell could a mermaid be black if she's under the sea that far down with no sun on her? Now, he used the wrong word. He was trying to say, how could she have melanin? But he said melatonin, which of course mm-hmm. puts you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's nigga, the if you go try to be wise with it, at least be wise in real science, right? For <laughs> <I agree. laughs> yeah. something about. fictional, like y'all don't have no problem with a crab being underwater speaking in a Jamaican accent, and all of these animals speaking ah, English, right. no problems with that. But but y'all issue is, of course, that uh, they a, be- a, a I- dolphin woman, uh, what she looks like, is is black. Which isn't far fetched because there's black fish
3: <laughs> in the sea.
0: Come on man. I know.
3: It would it would be more likely that a mermaid would be a person of color because in the sea everything is dark and that would be a defense mechanism to go through the water against predators.
2: But go ahead. <laughs> Boy, these niggas done got scientifically deep with it. God
0: <laughs> <Lord>. Damn. <laughs>
2: You, saying, you, you niggas, you are woke for real. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: that
2: is the wokest shit
0: was, I have ever heard in my life, nigga. No, that
1: was great. Wow. I'm just saying. <coughs>
2: I got you, though. I feel you. I feel you. Oh, man. I feel you.
0: But the, the sad part about it all, man, and an absolutely frustrating part about it is white people have been so incredibly angry. I mean, legitimately angry. Not on some, the way Black folks have taken us and twisted it, the way we do everything and turned it into the biggest fucking joke where we can all get laughs and giggles about it we've been seen a he-man we've been seen wait till we uh wait till they turn jesus black uh we've been seen all these different <laughs> ways that we have twisted and turned it the black the white people have created facebook group yep. yep where oh wow i mean Christ. it has been oh yeah it's it's a legit facebook group called Christians Christians against black mermaid or something along yeah, talking about. where there are literally there's thousands and thousands of white people in there legitimately angry there's been petitions already written there has been so much outrage on this type of thing man and I'm telling you the only thing that, are, that rivals it for me that I've ever witnessed and I'm being honest as hell is when pre- President Barack Obama went into hmm. office it's the closest thing that I've seen, level of outrage. Mm-hmm. And listen, Ariel ain't even been on some shit that gets played in my crib, and I got little black girls. Mm-hmm. Like, Ariel ain't the one that's hitting for it. Y'all was cool when we had Black Cinderella.
2: Wow. shit,
0: they... Brand- Brandy. You know, y'all was cool, but Ariel? Like, Ariel ain't even in about shit. Why y'all mad?
4: Yeah. Interesting, <laughs> yo. uh because the- yeah.
0: mm-hmm. uh, he can dance, he can sing. Mm-hmm. You know, he can do things. Accept- you know, they like that. Yeah, he did
4: summertime. Of course, we love him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: wow, I, I just, uh, I think it's a real testament, man, of how fucked up this world really yeah. is when people actually get that angry and that outraged over a fictional fucking character. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just that that's a real testament of race relations in this country. Mm-hmm. If aliens were just landing on this damn planet today and they wanted to find out how species interact, that would tell them automatically <laughs> that white people ain't shit. That would just let <laughs> them <out. laughs> Now, just let them know, like y'all mad about something that ain't really real. But Disney is brilliant, man. Because Disney going to make so black people are going to go see Ariel just because right? on the strength that it's a black girl playing Ariel. We ain't bang with Ariel, little Maymay ever, nope. but we are going to go in no, sight of and just to <laughs> <laughs> oh, white folks. Mm-hmm.
4: And it, that, that's on. also what they bank on you Let got go. uh, biracial kids yeah. that are going to go see it you got um, another thing that held Black Panther out was uh, yeah. other people of color around the world when they saw Black Panther Asians were the number, yeah. like outside of Black people Asians were number two so I mean like you got a yeah. list of folks that are ready to see themselves but of course Black people come first because we fight so hard for our representation and, and, and not to say that other uh, cast of characters of, of color don't as well but we do and we, and they know that like that that's what, that's another way for them to, to be monetized is to for us to see ourselves so they they understand how to make money off of black eyeballs now of course uh, we, we'll will you know give our money out for anything else but if we can have black representation we have another way to get black dollars and that's that's the hype man I, like I, I don't I don't like it I don't like the, the avenue that it's putting
0: us in but it us.
4: like yeah. it, it is what it is and, and, and in order for us to see ourselves. And it's not even people who, who are, you know, black people who are making this like Black Panther was made by black people. This, this is Disney, you know what I'm saying? Like who's a multi-billion, probably trillion dollar corporation that's going to make more money off of us. And that's all they see. The bottom line is that our, our image is priced and that's fucked up because our image and and our bodies were priced when we were in slavery. So it's, it's, it's no escaping how, as much as we want to see ourselves, we're still bastardized, and we're still made money off of for us to see
0: ourselves. Mm. For us to mm. yeah, see Ain't that yeah. shit? Because we know Black, our desire for representation makes money, and Black dysfunction makes money also. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's We are money makers for, and that's one of the reasons why I, I love capitalism, but I hate it at the same mm-hmm. time, for reasons like that. And one other thing before we transition, man, is I've noticed there's a a lot of movies and TV shows here coming out where there is some level of racist white male or racist white female who develops some sort of relationship with black male, black female. Yep. It's It's a new trend. It's a real trend that's happening now, man. Uh, Taraji just did it when she was involved, and you know she was this black civil rights person, and end up befriending some KKK. It's that is, people are paying attention. These corporations are paying attention, to was going on in the world, and they are making millions and millions of fucking dollars off of
3: mm. it. Yeah, I mean that that one movie with um with uh, Marshala, um Ali with um.
2: Yeah, Yeah, the driving,
3: the reverse driving Miss Daisy thing, and (laughs) yeah, there it is. And how the family of of you know, based off a true story, the family didn't want nothing to do with that movie because they made it like you know, like he had to have that white savior there in order to get through and everything like that. It was crazy. All right,
0: man. Uh, Enough about white folks. Man. They ain't cutting the check. We we already know they 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 don't see shit. Let's get into um, black so phobia, man. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about we want to talk about Lakers fans. <laughs> 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 Woo man! Yo, listen, we all been waiting for to find out where Kawhi Leonard, arguably the best player in the NBA right mm-hmm. now, was going to end up in free agency. Uh, He left the Toronto Raptors after he led them to an NBA championship, went into free agency, and we have been waiting on the edge of our seats to find out where the hell he is going to land. Kawhi being the dude that he is has been quiet. His circle wasn't saying nothing. There's been rumors and all types of stuff floating around. After Anthony Davis went to the Lakers, there was tons of rumors that possibly Kawhi Leonard would join forces with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in L.A., to form the greatest mm-hmm. super team of Man. all time, but Kawhi, at three thirty in the morning, yep. decided. <laughs> the, the Kawhi made a couple calls. He invited Paul George out to L.A. to have a conversation. Paul George decided to call the Oklahoma City Thunder and say, "I want to be traded." That was Oklahoma the... City said, "Cool." Yeah, and they traded. They traded Paul George to the Los Angeles Clippers who will join forces with Kawhi Leonard and all of Laker Nation
2: is drowning in their I And I I enjoy it uh, so, so much. (laughs) um, Because Lakers fans to me are the equivalent of of Cowboys fans in the NFL. They're the most annoying fan base uh, in sports. Uh, Well, you know, as far as the NBA is concerned. And I was just uh, generally entertained by the fact that Lakers fans, when it was even hinted that Kawhi Leonard was going to sign with the Lakers, man, they were, (laughs) they, they, they had all of these theories. I mean, I even heard one person or, you know, uh, I read one person on Facebook say, Oh man, this was all orchestrated, man. Magic Johnson stepped down, you know what I mean? So he could tamper, you know, legally under the table. You know what I mean? He, it was all a ruse. Magic Johnson stepped down on purpose. So he, man, shut up! And now all the Lakers nation got uh, <laughs> purple and gold uh, uh, feet in their mouths right now. <laughs> My Facebook was completely silent after uh, that. The word dropped that he was signing with the Clippers. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: personally ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. And the thing, man. Listen, free agency in NBA right now has been more exciting than I've ever seen. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Remember, remember when LeBron initially made the decision? That's when it started. The Miami Heat. That's where it started. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the frenzy began. Where people, you know, NBA free agency really took off. Man. And this year, the NBA is going to be. I think the Clippers are the most dominant team right now, and I picked them to go to the finals against the Sixers, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> Jerry,
2: hey. right uh, The
0: Sixers, really? Leonard, so wild. Leonard, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Okay. Okay. your
2: mouth. Pittsburgh. <I> anyway. <laughs> All right, let's keep that moving. Go ahead. Pittsburgh don't have, p- Pittsburgh don't <laughs> have cool people. Let's go.
0: Oh, hey, <laughs> But it's wide open, man. Um, the NBA is wide open this year. It's so wide open that it's unbelievable, man. Anybody got any more thoughts about the NBA free agency? Anything else?
3: Like this, this, this week was awesome because uh, every, because every, because everyone knew about, um, you know, because it started off with KD. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone was thinking, hey, we got to pull this in there, too. Remember last last Sunday, you know, the Knicks were, oh, you know, the yeah. fans oh. were, you know, high, and, you know, because weeks passed. it was like, yeah, KD and Kyrie, we going to have, you know, we're going to have, the, you know, the Knicks are going to be up on it. And then when they went to the Nets, you know, um, Michael Rappaport, Stephen A. Smith, coming mm-hmm. out on Twitter with their videos. Yo, hilarious. Hilarious. Is, you know, so, yeah, you got, we got to remember that. And then, you know. Cool. Yeah. Got plugged
2: again.
0: Absolutely insane. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he just dropped major knowledge on that, yeah. bro. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, he still, he's still giving that knowledge, too. We just can't hear him <laughs> drop
2: it. He's dropping science right now. <laughs>
0: So so when he come back online, we should be like, yeah, man. Yeah, you're right, <laughs> bro. That was man, that was crazy. That
2: was crazy. That's that was how we wild. deal with technical difficulties over here. <laughs> 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 we, we, we acknowledge them and clown them. But um and keep it moving. So it. anyway, yeah, man, so uh <laughs> what about uh, so so what's the latest on uh what you guys been puffing on, man? What, what's the latest uh and greatest cigars man you guys have have been uh partaking in?
0: go ahead uh, where are you at man? i know you got a sermonette ready go ahead john
2: well as far as as me man like as as far as like the the uh the the wrapper the the size of of a cigar i think i think like the churchill style is my lane like you know i like i like those Johns you know they're you know it's just it's just my lane they could they look cool to me You know what i mean and and recently um i found one that i like particularly well it it has a nice draw it's real smooth it's a mild cigar um it's the bahia blue um in particular the i guess the uh number designation for that brand for their brand is the u u 700 i believe but it's bahia blue and mm-hmm. it's it's the uh the churchill cut and i like that i like that a lot so that w- that was my most recent and I, I also picked up a brick house connecticut that i heard was pretty smooth that's not a churchill though it's was, is it was, um is another uh, another style but it's a uh real smooth cigar here i i ha- i picked mm-hmm. up, i just happened to pick up one a couple weeks ago i haven't smoked it yet but one of my one of my guys he uh he was at a cigar spot last night and he had that. He posted it on Facebook. He said it was real smooth. So that's my next, uh, the next one I'm, that I'm going to try.
0: I got a chance, man. I stumbled across a, a new cigar shop, mm-hmm. uh When Leonard and them had came here last time, we had went to one cigar shop that was real good. Cool. Mm-hmm. But it's actually another one right up the street. Matter of fact, Rob, it's connected to the King of Okay Prince Mall. Uh, where the King of Pressure Mall is, where Bone Phil, uh Bonefish mm-hmm. Grill is, it's literally right next to Bone Fish. Okay. And the King of Pressure Mall is like two or three minutes away right. from my job. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna head to a shop the other day, man, just to grab one because I you know, I had to go down the city, I had to go to Philly, and I was gonna be in my truck for a while, so I wanted something to puff on. But I didn't want something that was going to be Churchill or Toro size. I wanted something that was going to be about 30, 40 minutes okay. smoke.
3: All right, so, so I
0: stumbled up in that joint, man. Yeah, and I I had never had a nub before. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I had seen some cats tell me about nubs. I think I saw a Larry post about a nub. I think I, I know Nathan had that joint before. And uh, they had talking about the nub camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I saw that nub. And, man, listen, that love Cam Room, is a special little cigar. Mm-hmm. That joint has a beautiful, smooth, woodsy flavor. The draw was dope. And one of the things that I'm mindful of, man, is not only the draw do I look for, how fast does a cigar mm-hmm. burn uh, It's something I'm real mindful of because I like to smoke back and forth to work or actually from work, which is a 30 35 minute ride, so I'm mindful of I don't want to be getting to the crib and have a piece of cigar left because then I gotta hang out and yada 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 mm-hmm. yada. But that nub camera bro, yeah, that does it. That joint right there was smooth, yeah,
3: man. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, I've been puffing on so much uh shit lately. Um, I'll talk to y'all about this, um, namakube, right. Uh, it was made by Room One Hundred One, but when that when that um, brand got bought out by um, Caldwell, uh, they discontinued it. So um, I got a friend over here in Pittsburgh who is the cigar geek, right? Mm-hmm. And he saw he saw the box at one of these other shops, and so he sat there and got the box for uh, for it, and I was able to buy like five sticks off of it and i'm putting i put them all in my in, in in my own humidor just basically to to keep up on it but as for mm-hmm. like this stick um Medora wrapper but it has like mm-hmm. a real open draw to it but you know it's the flavor is so unique like it has like a cinnamon type flavor to it and it's so unique that it's like you um, taste it from the from the foot to the to the end. The flavor doesn't change at all. You don't get the spice in the middle, you know, in the beginning. Oh, man. You don't get the harsh, you know, the harshness at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get the heat towards the end. Man, that thing is so good. I don't know why they, I don't know why they sat there and stopped that blend, but they did. But I'm so glad that I got. Um, three of them things left for <laughs> for me but yeah when you look at those um those nubs you can you can you can go to work on those nubs if you have if you're in the flavors what you need to try is that um macchiato nub Mac- oh, the okay. macchiato nub that thing woo. That's I
2: gotta try nub, no, man I haven't I haven't a uh... Pick, I might pick one up today. I haven't had one of those.
3: You would like it because it's the exactly. same ring gauge as a, as a Churchill, but it's just cut short. Sure. Okay, you would you would yep. definitely do that. Yep. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And the one thing that Leonard mentioned, man, because I I know we know a lot about what we're talking about, so when we say certain things. I know we can understand, but I'm not sure if people who don't smoke understand some of the lingo and some of the phrases that we use. But the thing, when you look at a cigar and you cut it and you you toast it and you light it or whatever the case may be, that first puff is going to be one flavor. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one flavor. But the, the more you smoke it, the more different flavors you're going to get. And the closer you get to the end, it's going to be a different flavor. Len, explain to people, man, why that flavor is different consistently through a cigar. Well, um...
3: When you when you first light it, um, you're going to get you're going to get the one flavor uh, mainly because you're getting the combustion, the, the initial combustion. Mm-hmm. And as it as it lights up and as the um, tobacco gets warmed up and the oils from the tobacco, you know, are released and expelled, the flavor a lot of times will intensify as you smoke the cigar down because you're drawing, you know, that leaf, you know, those leaves, you know, their flavors in. So, so it makes it a little bit more intense. So, but, 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 and then also by the time you get to the end, you're not only smoking um, what's in the cigar, but you're also getting um, to where the fire is. And that's why it makes it a little bit more intense at the end, but yeah, when you but what you're looking for with a cigar, you know some folk like you know some folk like the way that it goes and progresses, but some but with some good cigars, they blend it so that by the time you get to the end, the flavor doesn't necessarily change all that much. There may be a, there may be some subtle changes, but it's not as you know intense as some you know you know cheap sticks that you may get.
4: Mm-hmm. Yo, I wanted to ask you, brothers, um, because I know y'all are very versed in cigars, and uh, one of y'all, I don't know who did it, but on uh, our group chat, y'all shared some uh, brothers, I think, or some sisters that made some cigars that started their own brand. I was wondering, are are y'all gonna do that? Because like the knowledge y'all kicking right now sounds sounds like uh, Chinese to me, you know, <laughs> for, for real. But <laughs> uh, y'all y'all know enough, man. Y'all know enough. I think I think you know, like how Dre does beat. How we all have our own like things that we do uh, that can you know say bring us some bank. You know, especially if they gave us reparations for it. <laughs> I'm sure y'all inside the whole shop.
3: right? <laughs> Nice tie in. Nice tie in. <laughs> yeah. Yo, my y'all. first purchase <laughs> check will be going a down payment to a shop. Yeah. That
0: would be that. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. Uh, yeah. Me and Leonard have had intensive conversations, man, about uh owning a shop and starting a mm-hmm. brand. Uh starting a brand is probably not as difficult it as isn't. owning a shop. The only, the the shop probably eventually will bring more income because you're going to host more brands. Mm -hmm. But starting, I know, I know a brother, I went to school with him who has his own uh, cigar brand, man. And him and his fraternity brothers actually started a brand. They have a a pretty successful brand that they started. And there's so many new brands on the market Mm -hmm. that comes daily. Uh, But yeah, to answer the question, that's something that I'm constantly thinking about and constantly in discussion about. I would love to own a cigar shop. Uh, That would be just like a dream come true for me. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. Well, at least... Because there's not many uh, Black-owned shops. It's like most markets, unfortunately. It's not many of us who actually own a shop, mm-hmm. and it's something that I wanted to ask Leonard too. Also, man. I know here in in the PA area, a lot of cigar shops are just called cigar shops, uh, and particularly they're called cigar cigar. I wonder is cigar cigar are actual brand, Leonard.
3: I'm not familiar. Have
0: you seen that?
3: Yeah, no, I haven't seen okay. that. Okay, that might be that might be over yours on your side. There might be
0: a... I'm going to ask the owner next time I go.
3: Yeah, yeah, we don't have anything 100%. less a uh, cigar cigar.
0: I was wondering if there was an actual cigar shop chain and that might be what it is because that would be dope as shit. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Real Talk Radio yeah. presents the Shark Tank before I close out. I want to see if the brothers have any final thoughts, any words of wisdom, just some bullshit to get off their chest before we close up. Anybody got anything they want to say? Nah, man,
2: I'm just, uh, you know, thanks for listening.
0: You know, uh,
3: we appreciate you, and uh, we'll be back. Yeah. Let me get two things off. Let me get two things off. First of all, did y'all see that high knee in that USC fight last night? Bruh. We no. forgot to talk about that, bro.
2: <laughs> How do we forget to talk about that,
3: bro? Oh, that, I, all right. I was just, I just want to put that out there because we we done, we done. We can't get to that. But that thing, woo. All right, and in the in the, in the final thing, uh, while we was doing the show, I want to give a shout out to my wife for coming down and handing me a nice plate of, you know, grits, you know, a little butter, little salt, little pepper, absolutely no sugar.
2: Marriage material there, man. You got a good one, bruh. I see she where didn't this put, is going. She didn't put no sugar in your grits, man. That's what's up, bro. Yes.
1: Yo, <laughs> no. I hate no. all of y'all.
2: <laughs> no, you saw you saw you saw the way this was going, huh?
4: Man, instantly when he said a plate of grits. <laughs> you mofo <laughs>
0: Wow
4: hey, 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 baby. You,
0: know, you got any thoughts, bro? Yeah.
4: Um, I think uh, a, a small form of reparations uh, that could be owed up to black people is the black church start, stop teaching Thailand, but that's neither to know that.
2: Here we go.
0: Here we go.
4: <laughs> I want to bring that all back. There. You know, that's, a, that's a point for them. I, I don't mean to do that to y'all we, church folks. No, <laughs> um, but
2: uh, started a whole I, nother I, hour, I, right?
4: I swear. um I, 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 I don't have any faith in this country. Um, I don't think we're gonna get it, but it's cool to dream about it. Um, it's like pretty much reading a comic book, man. If we could do comic books on reparations, that'll be the new fiction. Um, I, don't yeah. have, I don't have anything after that. That's it, man. We 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 did we did that pretty good today, I think.
0: No doubt. Yeah. I ain't got shit for y'all, man. Uh, thank y'all for listening, man. Till next time. we
2: out. We out.